0: This is the Hartford Online Radio Network. 21st century audio delivered. On the horn.com.
1: bandwidth for On the Horn is provided by Amazon S3 servers. Amazon S3 is storage over-the-internet, highly scalable, reliable, secure, fast, and inexpensive, all from a name you trust amazon for more information check out aws.amazon.com and by budwitz and meyerjack personal and enterprise accounting along with our travel man henry rotniak over at sanditz travel for business and leisure sanditz.com hi everybody i'm brian parker and this is on the horn the interactive news show we cover the stories of the last week and some social issues of our time all to entertain you not to create controversy but sometimes controversy can be very entertaining don't you think absolutely that voice right there is Carl G Bloom where the G stands for German banks want to change the retirement age to 69. yeah you're here indeed I have long since said that the problem with Social security here in the United States is that when if you look historically at it people were supposed to retire at 62. But the average life expectancy of a man was only 58, (laughs) right? So that's four years. So if the average life expectancy of a man now is, say, 76, we have to change when you can start collecting to age 80, boom, all the problems go away. (laughs) It's brilliant. Uh, we are also going to hear from uh, our Virginia Bureau, our embedded hillbilly down there, Eric Blazman Blazinski. We are very excited. He is actually, he he did a little recording this week. He's off next week because he's doing a little family vacay. Oh, very nice. So Where it'll he just headed? be you and me. Uh, he's going to, is it Myrtle Beach? Okay. He so he's going to be uh, golfing and fishing for a week straight. Wow. Which I never knew he was a golfer. Nor I. All this time. Yeah. My gosh. But first, we're going to do our exciting and award-winning news quiz. So I'll be asking uh, Carl Bloom a few questions of the past week, and uh, you guys can play along too. You have generally a pretty good record, though there was one week where I I don't think you got any right. Maybe you got one half. I think I got... Well, there was only three questions last week. I thought, because I thought you were going to have questions, so I only did like three questions. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Okay, so if you get it right, you hear this. You hear this. I hear it. (laughs) If you get it wrong, you hear this. And the first one, number one. Threats of terrorism in Canada have sparked a movement to reopen this. Any ideas? Oh, my. Is it a prison? It is not a prison reopen what what are they going to reopen because of threats of terrorism i have no idea then you get a big fat buzzer Uh days after police foiled what they called was a terrorist plot the canadian law enforcement body was prepared to make the case for reopening the federal bomb analysis center which was shut down in april for budget reasons my that coming from reuters i'll have all the links up on our website later on so uh so already you're doing terribly this former world leaders, world leader, celebrated his 90th birthday by lambasting President Obama for failing to ask forgiveness on behalf of the United States from the families and survivors of Hiroshima. You should have apologized, Barack. Was was that my buddy Fidel? How did you I, wait, your buddy wait? That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know I follow his blog. He, died. I would not be surprised if he has a dog. No, no one uh, blog. No one can read it. I would not be surprised if he has a dog either. <laughs> his but dog has a blog. His dog has a blog. Fidel's dog blog.
0: <laughs> you know, there is a show. I don't think it's on anymore, but there was a, a Disney show, "Dog with a Blog," and it was the most horrendously painful thing to watch. And my kids loved it. Yeah, they like that kind of
1: stuff. Uh, those kids. I'm getting into that. I'm going to be getting out of the cartoons. Oh, yeah.
0: Into the reality thing. I say
1: stay with PBS as long as possible. PBS, great app for the iPad. Oh. Really like that. They also have apps on uh, Roku and on Apple TV. Which I admire. Best, Best kids programming out there. How old is Methuselah of the deep? Scientists in Greenland have pulled the carcass of a shark thought to be one of the oldest animals ever to live. How old was the animal? Dun, 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 is it, dun, it more dun, than hundred? This is not. Uh, this is not. You know, give me a hint. One hundred forty-six. One hundred forty-six is not correct. I'm sorry, I hit the wrong one. <laughs> no, almost four hundred years old. What? A shark, almost four hundred years old. Can you believe that? That's insane. This is from a Geekology. Three hundred and ninety-two year old shark. Scientists studying Greenland sharks pulled uh, from the Arctic Ocean have estimated one of them at 392, this is funny, plus or minus 120 years, and another one, 335 years old, plus or minus 75. I wonder if there's a ratio there. Others averaging 272 years old. That is uh, some crazy stuff right there. Wow. And they have... uh,
0: It must be the cold... I think that slows everything down. And
1: oh, that's interesting. I'll bet you. I had not thought of that. All right, lack of wind is being blamed for this occurrence at the outdoor diving pool at the Olympics in Rio. Lack of wind. Lack of wind. That's my drum roll. My finger drum roll.
0: Le splash. I, I, I can imagine. I can't imagine why wind would be beneficial to diving.
1: The lack of wind is being blamed for turning the diving pool green. No way. Yes. For some Uh, reason, they got this huge algae, which messed up the whole chemical thing. And they're saying it's because of lack of wind. So things got stagnated, I guess. But what's crazy is right next to it is the water polo, (laughs) which is blue as blue can be.
0: Well, that's actually filtered. Yeah. Right?
1: But so was the other one. Ugh. Same process, just kind of weird.
0: It's like jumping into the Charles on St. Patrick's Day.
1: Is it the Charles? That's not the Charles. Hmm. No, that's the one in Chicago they do it.
0: No, they do it, in, they do it in Boston as well.
1: Do they really? Oh, yeah. It's already green. <laughs> <What are> they... <laughs> it doesn't take much. <laughs> it doesn't take much. It's like one guy with a green beard tosses it overboard. Look, well, okay, it's green. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Trump said Obama. This is your next question. Trump said Obama is the founder of ISIS. But who did Trump say was the co-founder of ISIS? Oh, Hillary Clinton. Oh, very good. Gotta be.
0: Well, you know, everything is their fault.
1: (laughs) That's right. 100 million Volkswagens from the Volkswagen car group have been hacked by this. What can you hack? One of the 100 million Volkswagen Group cars with. So you're
0: not asking me who, but
1: what? But what? What did they use to hack these cars with? iPads? Mm, no. A homemade radio costing about 30 pounds or 45 US dollars. Huh. Can you believe that? It's Jeez. a cryptographic catastrophe, they say. Crypto wow, graphic Volkswagen catastrophe. just
0: keeps having problems, huh?
1: I know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, we need to get Iris, the assistant here, need to get her a new car because her Jeep is coming off lease. Hmm. I'm thinking we'll go over and get something cheap from
0: Volkswagen. Right. <laughs> is that terrible? Well, I imagine next year they're going to come out with the
1: most Killer. advanced. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, we're really going to have a good car this time. GM tried to buy this ride-sharing company this past week. Not Lyft. Lyft? Oh, wow! <laughs> the eyebrows raised. Yes, it was Lyft. And I knew Lyft, it was an Uber. And Lyft's response yeah. was... Yeah. They're not interested. No doubt. Uh, this country is leading the way for the 21st century space travel. This is the last question. So 21st century space travel, I'll give you a little background. That is... It, it is a vehicle that can be launched, take off, enter space... And return and then within a week lift off again. So that's the twenty first century space. That's that's the mission. So what country is leading the way for twenty first century space travel? I'm this too, is from popular science.
0: I'm too biased with my patriotism.
1: Is it the US? It is the US. No. Oh. It happens to be China. Oh. Believe it or not. State-of-the-art hypersonic plane shows the aerodynamically optimized aircraft being accelerated into hypersonic speeds. They will be uh, launching this plane hopefully by 2030, which seems like a long time away, but is only like 14 years away. Right. Which is kind of scary. Wow. All right, so you did the so-so there.
0: I did very so-so. What did
1: you get, like two? One. Two? Two. You got Hillary Clinton... And Fidel. And Fidel. Uh, No, and you got Lyft. Oh, yeah, okay. So that's pretty good. Good for you. All right. Our, uh, Our favorite guy here, Eric, has a little thing for us to listen to. Let's find out what's on his mind.
2: Hey, Brian and Carl. I have a story here out of Florida, out of Punta Gorda, Florida. And this is an incredibly sad story. This is uh, women accidentally killed during shoot, don't shoot training exercise at the Florida Poli- at a Florida police department. Oh, geez. So apparently this uh, Ponte Gorda police department has a, a community outreach thing where they bring people in and kind of talk about, you know, what it's like to be a police officer. And they have these shoot, don't shoot. Ex-
1: Wait, is he going to tell me that this is a civilian that was shot?
0: All right, I think he's getting there.
1: Oh, oh, this would be bad. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you what we don't want to do. Blah 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 blah
2: Bad. Everyone agree that? Bad? Yes, bad, bad. Anyone want to mess with us? No, no. Exercises where they go through a scenario and then they either, you know, the cop shoots or the cop doesn't shoot. And in a display of how an officer would use lethal force, this guy uh, accidentally shot this lady. It's freaking crazy. <laughs> the display of using lethal force. He kills it. It was a perfect display.
1: I guess so. Oh, my God. I'm being callous because I
2: just can't deal with sad news anymore. (laughs) But hold on here. I'm going to play some from the uh, press conference. Not really a press conference, but a statement that was made by the Ponte Gorda police chief. The Ponte Gorda police department hosted approximately 35 citizens from our community in a two-hour citizen police (laughs) academy. During which time, two participants were randomly selected to be put through a shoot-don't-shoot scenario in which they would make decisions on using simulated lethal force in a live role play.
1: Wait a minute. Who is it? It doesn't sound like it's the police officer. sounds like it's the two participants were selected. They they
0: may have been the aggressors or the... The, the bad guy or innocent yeah.
1: bystander? Right. But it said he. they would make the... Maybe he's just getting his uh, pronouns mixed up.
2: During the first scenario... In a horrible accident, participant Mary Nolan was mistakenly struck with a live round. She was transported to Lee Memorial Hospital, where she was pronounced deceased. I mean, just unbelievable. What I think probably happened, and I did read a little bit more on this, is this officer had a live round in his weapon. Now, why you would actually pull a trigger is just beyond me. I mean, say the word bang or say the word shoot. But to actually pull the trigger with the barrel of the gun pointed at a human being huh. is just absolutely beyond me. It's, huh. like, it's like the thing you just don't do. Even if you have a magazine of blanks in there, it does not matter. So here's what I think happened. I think the guy removed the magazine of live rounds and he had one bullet still in the chamber and never cleared the chamber. So then when they went through the scenario, that bullet's in the chamber and bam, kills the lady. But look, never pull the trigger. Never even point a gun at a person that you don't intend to shoot. I mean, this is just an unbelievable thing that happened, a horribly tragic thing that
1: happened. That is horrible. What an interesting point. Um, Yeah, I I guess my reaction first was, why was there... Why was there not more safety checks on not having a live round if you're going to use blanks or whatever, whatever? Eric makes a really good point. You don't actually need to use the real gun. He goes, don't point don't point and don't pull the trigger. Yes, but actually, in this scenario, you could just use your finger. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think- you don't actually have to use the weapon.
0: Right, but I think there's such an emphasis on realistic training that... This is
1: to showcase the community.
0: Yeah, it really, there's so many points along the way that this could have been prevented. Yeah. It's really.
1: That is that is excellent point by Eric. Yeah. Don't, I hadn't I I didn't even thought of that. That's, you know, as, as we're listening to it, I'm thinking about like what, what could have gone wrong. And my thought is safety check to make sure that you have blanks in the gun. And then I'm thinking, and then he brings up the great point. Don't even point a real, don't point a real gun. Always assume it's, it's loaded with live rounds. That's actually a better, that's better. Use your finger and go bang.
2: Yeah, no, that's excellent point. If you own a gun, you have any weapons, do not point them at people. Correct. Don't point them, even if you don't intend to shoot. But if you intend to pull the trigger on that thing, you need to always assume that the thing is loaded with a yes. live round. Yes. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Pokemon Go game well, and in, how go, go. this is banned in Russia because Vladimir Putin does That's not right, yeah. want all of these images being sent back to, the, you know, I guess this U.S. company that has launched this game. So it's been banned in Russia but it's also now been banned in the United States in certain places. So (laughs) the Pentagon bans Pokemon go over spying fear. So this is in the Washington times. So it says a Pentagon source tells inside the ring that defense department has banned the playing of the mobile video game, Pokemon go within defense department facilities over concerns that the popular application could facilitate foreign spying. All right, so I think this is very interesting. So why would they, if they didn't have any knowledge of what was happening to these images that are being taken, why would they ban it? So I think that when we talked about Putin banning this stuff a couple of weeks ago, this guy's really on to something here. And the, the connection that they made between the CEO of the company that made this Pokemon Go game and how he had been funded by the CIA previous to this, I guess that connection might be real and there might actually be something to the fact that they're getting you to point your camera all around the inside of your house and all over everywhere just to take photographs of everything and gather information.
1: You know, I again, I've put, now I have not played since the last time we were talking about this, but it still seems it doesn't get like a panoramic view of this and only when you're in that moment fighting the little stupid pokemon you see, it's like taking a picture of your house or, or like a selfie. Just remove yourself as the selfie. Right. There's not a lot there. So in order to piece that together, that might be really hard. But it reminds me of, and I had to to look this up back in January 1999. I looked up the article on uh, CBS News. Talking toy or spy in terms of sheer numbers, the Furby is a significant force. Do you remember the Furby? The Furby was banned. It was banned by all sorts of places including nuclear submarines and the CIA and the NSA and the FBI and all these other agencies. Uh because they thought that it could be a a spy rift. So it's interesting now that it's uh, 2016 99 17 years later we have this the next generation of toy spyware which is far more advanced. You know,
0: I had a thought regarding that. yeah, if the company what, what is the parent company again? Niantic? Of of the of Pokemon Go? Of Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. Okay. The they guy place, who runs
1: Niantic owned Keyhole, right, which is what right, all right. the spy satellites okay. are.
0: Yeah, I was a little confused there. Well, they place the Pokemon's around the world. And why wouldn't, you know, if in terms of espionage, oh, you funny. just place them. That's funny as heck. <laughs> that's
1: funny as, all right, let's put one in the, all right, Pikachu's in the West Wing. Go You're get right. them. You know, all these people are like, Ultra super go. rare. That would be funny as all heck. I like it. Let's continue on.
2: I've got one more Pokemon Go story. So I thought that this was actually um, banned in Russia, but there's a story here out of a Metro, I guess it's some UK paper, says woman claims she was raped by Pokemon Go character. Like, so <laughs> this is insane. All right.
1: Okay. Let's let's take a moment here and try to piece this together. Based on that headline, what's in your head? Uh, in my head, I'm thinking someone dressed up in a big puppy Pikachu <laughs> thing. I don't Pikachu's the only Pokemon I
0: know. Cosplay, yes.
1: Is there a, yeah, some kind of Russian cosplay event <laughs> gone awry. All right, let's find out what it oh, is. Oh dear.
2: So it says uh, it was claimed that she had been sexually assaulted in her apartment in Moscow. So that's in Russia. Huh, news agency cites Russian news website BlockNot as saying that she had been playing the game before going to sleep. She woke up, according to the report, with a huge Pokemon on top of her, raping her. It disappeared what? when she got out of bed, but when she checked the app, it showed the character was on her bed. She told her husband what had happened, but he did not believe her and told her to see a psychiatrist. Friend <laughs> Ivan Markov is quoted as saying, she says there are too many Pokemon at her place, and even the dog can sense them. She says the dog barks whenever she plays Pokemon Go. Yeah, this lady is completely insane. and <laughs> has nothing to do with the Pokemon game either. Another interesting Pokemon story.
1: Yes, I think... Um that was. This is a case of just like drifting in and out of sleep. Yeah, I mean, she was playing it right before, so it's you know subliminate subliminally, subliminally it in your mind.
0: Well, any anybody who's gamed extensively, you know those those games tend to carry themselves into. Do you your- remember
1: what the first game was that was kind of like you saw it in your sleep? Siphon filter. I have no idea what that is. It was
0: it was the first first person shooter. I think
1: it was on PlayStation. Is that? Mine actually relates well to the story. My first one was Tetris.
0: (laughs) I literally (laughs) would see
1: blocks and organizing (laughs) them. And my brother-in-law and I were infatuated with this game. And we had the stupid little Nintendo, whatever they were called, Game Boys or whatever. He was convinced that it was a Russian plot to weaken the resolve and minds of American children. (laughs) And I think he might have been right. Yes, I think that woman's crazy. We got two things. You were going to do something on freedom of speech or something, the, and I was going to do uh, something. Rights, yeah. Okay, do you want to do yours first or mine first?
0: I'll go first, I suppose. Okay,
1: mine coming up, just to tease it, it's not a game, but it sounds like a game. We're discussing, is it racism? <laughs> <laughs> we'll go through. But go ahead, tell me uh, yours.
0: I was uh, reading an article from the State Journal Register out of Springfield, Illinois. Okay. The State Assembly has passed the Speech Rights of Student Journalists Act. It was signed into law by Governor Bruce Rauner last month. and That basically gives full First Amendment rights to student journalists. Prior to that, they were subject to what's called
1: prior restraint. This is First Amendment speech rights to student journalists, but they're American citizens, so they already have this. Correct.
0: However, uh, because of a Supreme Court decision back in the '80s, uh, Hazelwood versus Kuhlmeyer. Okay, uh, that had held that principals, school administrators, could exercise prior
1: restraint. They could be editors.
0: Well, n- no, beyond that, they could just say no, like you are not. I mean, well, of course, they're it's are a school editors. newspaper.
1: They're, they're the they're the chief executive of the school, the principal. And if it's a bunch of hate speech or something like that, right, but No, you're done. What we're, an editor? We're not doing
0: it. Well, no, of course not. But what an editor does?
1: But is, not of course not. This is this is the thing. If you give them freedom of speech, it's freedom of all speech, including no, hate speech.
0: It's the same. They're they're under the same auspices as a uh, full fledged journalist. No libel. No, you know, no inflammatory.
1: Yeah. Libel, speech. slander, yeah. Right. But this yeah, doesn't make any parody. sense to me. You, one, you have a company. One, you have a school.
0: Right. So the principals and administrators beforehand up to up to last yeah. month in Illinois could just say, I don't like it. It's gone.
1: Much like an editor, uh, the owner of a newspaper can say, I don't like it. It's gone. Would you agree with that so far?
0: An owner isn't supposed to have that sort of.
1: Of course input. he does.
0: Jeff well, he Bezos does. owns the
1: Washington to. Post. Right. Okay. He is not there day to day. But if they're working on a deep dive story where, you know, it takes a lot of time to figure out what's going on and he gets wind of it and he says, no, 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 look, kill this. I don't like that story. Or take a different slant. He's not breaking any law. It's his newspaper. He owns it. I suppose. So what is it that this gives these kids? Nothing. I think this is nothing.
0: Well, no, the principals and, and administrators can't just say, I don't like it. It's gone.
1: Of course they can.
0: No, not anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense who like the school pays for this newspaper to be Mm -hmm. published or whatever it is pays for the resources they probably use sure you know computers in the classroom Mm -hmm. the person in charge of all of those resources is the principal okay and other school administrators as you said right if they don't like what's going on with that they can say okay no more newspaper
0: but they have to demonstrate due cause. I don't think they can do anything. What?
1: That's if that's true. That's horrible. All
0: right. Maybe that's we need, horrible. We need some uh, additional analysis of this. Apparently,
1: <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. They're the principal.
0: Maybe I should give you the example from. Yes, please do. In 1988, student journalists at Hazelwood East High School in St. Louis wrote two stories about divorce and teenage pregnancy. However, the principal felt the subject of the stories were inappropriate, and pulled the stories from the paper, exercising what is known as prior restraint. Fine.
1: Not fine. No, fine, fine, fine. He's he's exercising his... Okay, fine. And then what happened? I well, get it. I get the sequence. Yeah,
0: they, they objected. Who eventually objected? Eventually went the students, and eventually the case went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court Terrific. Held, held that the principal had the right. However...
1: Yes, I agree. So me and the Supreme but, Court were good. Okay,
0: well, that was overturned last month Illinois. <clears throat> well, I mean, that you can't on a federal the, level, but... Yeah, the
1: Illinois Supreme Court doesn't have the ability to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court. <laughs> right?
0: Well, no, I, I mean, it's an interpretation,
1: <laughs> I guess. No, but, like, if, if the Supreme Court makes a ruling, a state can't say, Nah, we're good, we're, we're going to do it our way. Supreme Court of the United States says... uh the government shall not make laws to infringe upon a woman's right to choose if she wants to have an abortion. States are not allowed to make another law that says, but in our state, abortions are illegal and not allowed. They're just not allowed to do that. So I don't get where this is. You're not convincing me. I don't see where the problem... First of all, I am very nervous about the idea of saying, yeah, 15-year-old kids with laptops have the ability and thoughtful reasoning to make these kind of editorial decisions as, as opposed to the here's school the distinction of we
0: have to make they okay. every writer every journalist needs an editor yeah. what these principles were doing was just censor straight up censorship it wasn't editing it was just no you're not allowed to say these things because I don't find them agreeable I don't find them there was, I don't
1: find it appropriate for a school newspaper is probably right. their argument.
0: Far too subjective and far too infringing on First Amendment rights, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, let's, let's take it to the extreme then, D- to both extremes. Okay. Let's say this. A school newspaper says, here's why we should only let our black athletes try out for the basketball team. Because of all of these stats and all of this uh, crazy stuff, Uh, that that we have found this research, anecdotal or not, black people are better at basketball, so we should only let black people carry our flag onto the basketball court. Well, it sounds
0: more like an op-ed.
1: Let's say they do a little deep dive and they find some research and whatever, and they write this article. And the school administrator reads this and says, let's just say the principal sort of administrator. The principal reads this and says, well, you're working on this story. Let me tell you something. I like that you're trying to be a journalist and writing and practicing this crap, this article cannot go in the school newspaper because I think it's inflammatory and I will not allow it. And as principal, I'm killing the story. Would you have a problem with what that principal just did? So let's say they do a little research and they have, you know, some stats. And they say, here's what we you know. If we really want to win, we should only let the black people try out for our uh, basketball team. Would you have a problem with the principal saying, this is not appropriate for our school newspaper.
0: You're proposing to exclude a group of people on no real grounds. Well, ability shouldn't have anything to do with it. Everyone should have the right to try out for the basketball team.
1: Okay. So you would have a you would have no problem with the principal saying you've written this article. I'm killing it. It's not going to be published. You you, you have no problem with that. You're you're okay with the principal doing that.
0: Yeah, and this uh, yeah, I guess so.
1: Okay. So in now let's go to the other extreme. Okay. Let's say the school newspaper is trying to do a story on dating. And the principal says, you know, I think you should include some elements of what else kids can do on dates instead of having sex. Maybe they should try fondling and and oral (laughs) sex instead. And I want that in the newspaper. (laughs) Would you have a problem with the, well with the principal doing that?
0: Yes, you would because, because he's playing editor. He is not the editor. Any issue the principal might have should okay. be taken up with the editor. Honestly, I mean, we're talking about prior restraint, killing it, killing the story before it ever gets published. I think that you know that is the issue at hand.
1: Well, let's say this in the other way. Let's say in that first scenario with the basketball team. Mm-hmm. Let's say it came to the principal for final approval. Even though he's just the principal, he's not the editor, but like, you know, he gets wind of it or whatever. Right. And he is asked specifically for his opinion and whether they're allowed to run it. And he says, you know what? I don't like it, but I don't feel like I can tell you not to run it. So go ahead and run it. And so the article runs in the student newspaper Mm. that says only black people should be on the basketball team. Do you have a problem with the principal not acting?
0: Problem with the editor for sure
1: fine you have a problem with the editor but how about the principal if it was it was found out later that the that the principal did had a chance to say this is not appropriate for our school newspaper i don't want it and he said no i'm gonna let it run anyway i guess do you have a problem there
0: yeah because you know it borders on hate hate speech
1: how does it it's not hate it's just the statistics Geez, we've looked at this. Oh, it's
0: a it's a hateful interpretation of the statistics. No,
1: I, I don't think it's hateful. I think these are I don't know exactly.
0: I don't. I don't. Point being is I don't think. I, I think you're.
1: Eat. I think you're cheating the question because you you ultimately agree with me and you don't want to agree with me. I, I think you're cheating the question. There's no hate in in what I've described. It's not a hateful interpretation. It is a. Only geez, black. look at this. So many more. There a, a huge majority of black people are better at basketball. Sure. And so we should only let, I'm not saying this, I'm saying this is what this fictitious article could be. Would would you have a problem with that principle not stepping in and saying like, whoa, 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 hold the phone, that's not okay?
0: Yeah, I think in that that instance, in that specific instance, yes, I think. Okay, so what was this article about
1: that they uh, were getting
0: uh, shellacked around with? it was just a it was a case. It's called the Speech
1: Rights of Student Journalists Act. So wait the legislature made a uh, the, the General Assembly in Illinois mm-hmm. made a law that would contradict a. US Supreme Court ruling from back in the 80s.
0: It's a more specific interpretation I think of prior restraint. What speech is protected by prior restraint? Like traditionally, in, history, in American history, it's either a case of national security or something along those lines that you can exercise prior restraint, like gag orders of a uh, court.
1: I don't know. We'll check it out. But speaking of racist talk, hmm. I'd love to hear what Eric, I think Eric's going to agree with me. But every time I think he's going to agree with me, he doesn't <laughs> agree
0: with me. He's, he's just contrary. you know.
1: He'll have more time to devour the information so a great article there's a couple of them there's a there's a entertaining website called yo is this which you should definitely visit because the guy who runs the website has a wonderful sense of humor especially when he's dealing with people who give him trouble on the website and so i really appreciate that but i also found an article oh geez, i don't know where i put her name an article about news by uh, Nadra Karim Niddle and it's called "What Is Racism: Definitions and Examples." And I wanted to go through this. This actually came about, I think, from one of the Date Doctor shows that I recently listened to. About someone said, "Oh no, you don't." know. Well, it wasn't that. It was uh, uh, my buddy uh, Michael Smirkanish had. It was on his show recently. About dating, and if someone is saying, you know, looking for a single white female, is that racist? Because you're looking for a single white female. Of course not. Is your preference there? And I think that was, I had never heard that question before. But on this article by Nandra Niddle, she goes through a bunch of these things, and she has a really interesting way of explaining various things like can minorities be racist and the difference between there's such i th- I've never heard this actually horizontal racism,
0: uh, oh, racism to, among your own
1: yeah, group. Oh, very interesting stuff. Huh. So, but I wanted to have a little discussion <clears throat> discussion about this. Like the dating issue. Do you think saying single white female or whatever, only black women is that, racist and I don't really I don't think 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 it does No, American Heritage College Dictionary I'm going to be going back and forth between my own words and another Niddle's article American Heritage College Dictionary racism has two meanings first the belief that race counts for differences in human character or ability that are a particular race and that a particular race is superior to another and Discrimination or prejudice is based solely on race. It doesn't say solely, but I'm putting the word solely in. I, I have always thought of racism as my, whoever my is in this case, I think my race is superior to that race in this fashion or that fashion. And it only has to do with the fact that it's my race versus your race. It doesn't have to do with the individual at all. So I think that that's been my sort of ongoing right. definition. In life, I like the little changes here where she identifies, or the dictionary identifies, that the differences in human character or ability are not uh, part of that equation, which I like. Discrimination and prejudice based on race, that's a little more dicey when you have. What was your reaction? You know, we were outside earlier doing some show prep. And across the street, there's this subway, which is closed right now. It's almost midnight where, where we are, which is closed now. And there's a bunch of kids hanging out. It looked like one had like one of those little scooters, maybe some skateboards or whatever. And it was just an odd sight because where we are, is just, that's just a weird thing to see in that area. When we were growing up, you went to like the McDonald's parking lot or whatever. But this is like a little village where we are. of uh, of shops in in the old Avon village here. And so that was really weird to see. But did you feel threatened by them at all? No, not at all. Not at all. And it... Now, it's a little far away, so we probably couldn't tell reasonably. But I think I was making the assumption that, look at all those kids over there, and subconsciously saying, and they're all white. (laughs) Or at least in my... In my mind, I was not identifying any of them. I really wasn't identifying any races. But my thought was, "Jesus, predominantly white neighborhood. They're probably all just white. Right. I just think it's weird that they're over there. I did not feel threatened. But, and, and how many do you think there were? Ten? Eight? Oh, not, yeah, maybe eight. But if they were, well, one, if they were a little closer to us, let's say instead of across the street, they were right next to us on the other side of the parking lot that we have here. Would you feel threatened? I might lock my car. Yeah, like you might be prudent, yes, but you wouldn't feel threatened. Not inherently, so, okay. No. Now, if they were all white, let's say you would not feel threatened. What if they were all black? Would you feel a little more nervous?
0: Yeah, mostly. I'm... Yeah, I hate to admit it, but yeah. yes. I mean, I think
1: I would too. There's a little bit of placement, exactly. in that. As it turns out, this is an unusually white area that we live in.
0: A caveat, I would feel the same if I heard them all speaking Spanish or some other language or they weren't what I expected to find in the parking lot next to me. Yeah. It's not, So you're
1: judging the scenario. Right. And, but you're not necessarily doing it just based on race. There's extenuating circumstances of this is an odd placement. Right. For this. Mm-hmm. This is disjointed. If we were in Hartford, which is predominantly black, as most, I guess, cities. Well, Hispanic. Uh, probably are well, Hispanic. Actually, yeah, for sure. I think
0: they're predominantly Hispanic.
1: You would probably not find that as unusual. Certainly not. Right. Right. And so the placement or extenuating circumstance would be removed. And then if you still felt threatened, then that might rise to racism. Because now you are prejudging based not on any other extenuating circumstance other than race. But if it happens in a predominantly white neighborhood, that's uh that's unusual to see a, a congregation of you know, under eighteen but older than thirteen year old kids hanging out in the parking lot at eleven o'clock at night.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, in
1: your business that's that's unusual. Now, that's unusual regardless of whether they're white or black. Correct. But I think with the added unusual nature of them being of a race that's not predominant in the area or not expected to be seen in that area, I think that adds a little something to it. Yeah. But if we went, so when I go to Hartford and I go, where was I? Oh, I was visiting that guy who does that. He had me on his TV show. I can't remember what it was now. I get in my car, it's a beautiful day, blah, blah, blah. I got to walk across the street and go into their their studio. There's no, there's no white people around, right? It's just me. Do I feel threatened? I don't. I don't feel threatened. But if I was there at 11 o'clock at night, what the hell would I be doing there at 11 o'clock at night? They might think that, that was a little strange. And would they prejudge me based upon race? I think that's a factor. But I think it's also a factor in this guy's not he is not supposed to be here or this is it's unusual right. or this Our is unusual yes to, to see him here right so I, I i think that's i love these kind of arguments where i have to kind of like go back and forth and, and test myself so that's where i'm at now on uh, on trying to figure out racism are there you know you certainly prejudge based upon what you see from a person same thing for a guy let's say a guy just like carl bloom who's in like t-shirts or a person who is you know dressed in a tuxedo that would be very unusual too that actually might be more unusual but these prejudices are really based on sight and and uh and sound right. and I'm, and it's not just the physical appearance of the body it can also be how someone is uh, how someone is dressed so if you see someone in an overcoat on a really bright and sunny day. Right. I don't care what color they are. I am I am keeping track of where that guy is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, black caricatures. There is a great one, uh great one. Sorry to say it that way. There is a great very example. apt one, a great example of <laughs> yeah. one. Um yeah, it looks like a child. It looks like a black child. It's um carved out of wood. It looks like wood. I'm going to guess it's wood. It's a picture I can't quite tell. And it's certainly a caricature with the big, big mouth.
0: Ridiculously big. Ridiculously
1: I mean, big. Yeah. And it's eating a watermelon. Right. Right. So what does this say? Now, I have seen these mm-hmm. in shops, and I will tell you, I'm shocked that they sell them. Right. Wow, what do you think about selling it? But even more shocking is, you see, I see these sort of things on on people's homes,
0: Oh, the lawn jockeys.
1: The lawn jockeys. Yes. And I'm like, eee, are you kidding me with that? Well, that's so the this thing. So this sort yeah. of, this disjoints me like, what are you thinking of? And, you know, I am Wonder Bread with extra mayo, and, <laughs> and I am uncomfortable with it. So when these folks, so when a black person sees this, that might, that must just be tremendously disturbing. So yes, I, those are absolutely racist, my lord. So why is it racist? Let's try to figure it out.
0: Well, because c- you're you're playing upon a stereotype.
1: A stereotype that, of
0: that black people eat watermelon. Yeah, a lot, I guess.
1: So what I think this calls to mind when I see this, what I think of is the movies set in the time of slavery in the united states and the big celebration and how to keep the slaves happy is give them a watermelon and they're all out there in the field and they're eating the watermelon that's what that's what comes to me i guess is it's aren't we nice aren't we wonderful masters of these of these these beasts that are you know getting our cotton out of the fields for us we gave them watermelon and so that's that's what I get out of this image and that's why I think, and I, I think it's racist because it says sort of, this is the best you're going to have is this piece of watermelon. Yeah. That's the best yeah. you can ever hope for. So that's sort of what it says to me when I see this. I it think, might say something to someone else. I don't know.
0: I think that's how some, some of the Southerners reconciled their Christian faith with the abomination of slavery. It's, you know, we are, we are providing for them. We are their caretakers we're not yeah. you know we're taking care of them
1: but yeah I agree with you that's their thought and their logic was wrong in that the manner in which you are taking care of them is like how you take you're taking care of your horse right or your mule or your whatever
0: it doesn't matter what you they're f- not how animals. well you feed them right yeah, exactly they're people
1: right right And so, so that's that. So I like this. I like challenging myself with these. Some of them I'm not going to do well.
0: Well, getting back to the dating thing, though. Yes, dating. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I think when it comes to dating, it's it's a preference. It is not. It's no more discriminatory than choosing a tie. I I think. Yeah. I mean, because you have a preference for one over the other, what what about white women who prefer black men? I don't know. Or Asian. Well I mean well, let's go back racist? to the,
1: let's go back to the definition here. Okay. Believes that the race accounts for the differences in human character or ability and that a particular race is superior to others. So in yep. choosing a black woman are you saying that the black woman for my personal dating whatever is superior to the white woman? No, not superior,
0: just more attractive to me. Preferred.
1: Preferred. preferred. It's more preferred. Okay.
0: Based on attraction, I imagine. I mean, that's. Yeah.
1: Discrimination or prejudice based on race. Interesting. So it's certainly you're being discriminatory right. to the white women. because, But you're
0: being discriminatory in general. I mean, I want this, this, and this. I don't, you know. What do you mean? I would like, well, I'm, I'm thinking about a, a personal profile. Like, they're all discriminatory. Like here's what I want, and here's right. my list of you know. But
1: but and and some of those things could be you know we're we're not talking about ageism or sexism or whatever, which would actually be interesting if you had a debate about that. Would it be uh, I am a uh, you know 45 year old male looking for another 45 year old male. Is that ageist and sexist at the same time? What about all the what about all the ladies out there? You can't find love and happiness with a lady. Well, that's that's, that's sexist of
0: you. Is it is it discriminatory to say that I only choose to date women? I mean, that's is my it, that's my orientation. Well, yes, it would be is discri- my...
1: It's discriminatory. Well, you are discriminating, which is not which has baggage with it. Is not discrimination and prejudice are not bad in and of themselves. It is the overlay of of discrimination, prejudice based on race solely.
0: Oh, yes. No. Okay. That cannot, I mean, I can't imagine.
1: So in yeah. single white female or whatever dating, you are discriminating based on race only. So how does that not? Well, no, because now there I'm are with you other. Where I, my gut says no, of course that's not okay. racist. But I, it does not fit in the definition. The definition would say that I'm wrong here.
0: If that's all, well, you're also discriminating against the married and divorced women
1: too. It's true, so, but it's not think, based upon
0: race. Like you said, solely on race. That's like, based on if, are you married, <laughs> right? In marital status. No, right, but if I said that you know I will only date white women, that's my only. Yeah. Then that would be discriminatory. But if of course it would. But if there are other, but that
1: would that be discriminatory based on, my on only, race only?
0: If, right. If that was my only requirement, I think that would be racist. But if I have other requirements, you know, like you have to be this you searching know,
1: like- for black woman, married or not, uh, hetero or not, <laughs> yeah, living no, I don't or think, dead, doesn't matter.
0: I don't think that. I don't think it applies to dating. I really, I just don't. I mean,
1: there's something about how we said it. it, it it's the preference. Yes. Versus superiority. Particular I mean, to, to race say- is preferred over others is not the same as superior right. to others. I think that's what it is.
0: Because it is completely subjective, okay. and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, hiring whites only? Oh, what, what South Africa, 1973?
1: Like, <laughs> I remember having this discussion with one of our teachers in high school, and I, I lost the argument, but I was kind of playing a little devil's advocate too. If an owner of a company wants to hire all white people because he thinks that that is the, this is the argument I made uh, because the, he thinks that is what is going to produce the best result for whatever the heck his company does. Isn't that his decision? I mean, it's his company. You know, we believe in ownership and blah, blah, blah. blah. And he said, well, here's the problem is that, you know, you don't know that it's right. not, you know, you're basing it on a, on a fallacy. And what he was, what he was getting at or what I would now take out of that is I was choosing someone's ability or perceived ability strictly on race. Right. And that would have been, that would have been racist. But you know, at the time when I was first ever grappling with this idea, I was like, (laughs) I don't really get it. How do we, how do we reconcile this? (laughs) Um, Let's read about can minorities be racist from uh, a
0: ridiculous question. And the whole idea of reverse racism, <clears throat> that kind of implies that...
1: Y- well, so what's your gut reaction to when I say, can minorities be racist?
0: Absolutely. Why not?
1: Fantastic. Why not? Because I had the same reaction, and then I read this paragraph, and I was like, damn, that's a good point.
0: Oh, is it counter?
1: It's not counter. It's, it's not, you know, not everything is black and white, you racist <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, because radical uh, because ra- radical because racial minorities in the US have spent their lifetimes in in a society that has traditionally valued whites over them they are also likely to believe in the superiority of whites it is also worth noting that in response to living in a racially stratified society people of color sometimes complain about whites Typically, such complaints serve as coping mechanisms to withstand race, racism rather than an anti-white bias. Talk about hitting it out of the park. Thank you, Lord, yeah. for you know, sending this article in my life. That is an excellent point. And that changes my perspective on things dramatically. L- I absolutely love other people's opinions because I'm so often wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, When minorities are actually prejudiced against white, they lack the institutional power to adversely affect whites' lives. Emphasis on institutional power. Institutional power, yeah.
0: Absolutely. I agree.
1: Yeah. So now when I say, can minorities be racist, what do you think?
0: I think it's still possible. (laughs) But, I mean, do we call it?
1: So what would be gross racism? would be hiring blacks only for my company. You know, I'm just trying to look back at our other example. I mean, if it's... Could we say that that would be a... If
0: we're going to go by the same definition, then yeah.
1: So would that be considered a coping mechanism? Eh, Maybe. There may actually be some coping in there. Well, I mean, there is... Because you want
0: to...
1: Yeah. It is tougher to to answer those questions from the other side. Yeah. But I would say that... uh, I, my gut would say yes until someone convinces me otherwise, which <laughs> apparently is not really that big of a deal. Um, so this is a great article. I want you guys to go read it. Obviously, you can check out the show notes. Racerelations.about.com is where you can find this article. Let me just see if that's an actual whole series of stuff. It looks like my, this might be a whole series by the same article
0: author yeah she had her bio right yeah yeah she's right at the top
1: there so race relations is her website about.com i don't think it's her website i think it's about.com's website
0: oh oh i see oh so maybe she's using like
1: a she's hired by about.com to write these things that's how i interpret this maybe it's something else i don't know as we have already discovered i know very little (laughs) Hey, did you want to mention anything before we go?
0: I did, actually. Uh, Pita Tau Fatofoa, the Taekwondo c- competitor from Tonga, that yes. was so ogled over by every network.
1: And by ogled over, you mean sexually harassed on... That too. ...international television Indeed. by Hoda well, Coffee and the rest of NBC? Exactly. Okay. Well, the world will have an opportunity to see him
0: Saturday versus the Iranian Sajad Mardani in the 80-kilogram and over class.
1: In Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Is it weird that the Iranians have a person in the Olympics?
0: I don't know. (laughs) North Korean woman just won silver in weightlifting. Of course they did. (laughs) (laughs) You know what looks
1: really hard, by the way? So there are certain events that I know I cannot do. I cannot do pole vault. And I never could. Even when I I, I, I was thinking about this. I've been through three periods in my life where I've gained a lot of weight and, and then trimmed down and been like crazy fit and then gained a lot of weight. and then Great. At no point in my crazy fit time could I have ever done the polo. I don't know. I... The other one, I don't think I could be a goalie in water polo.
0: I don't think I could do water polo, period.
1: I think I might be able to swim around for a little hey. bit and toss the ball. I could not be a goalie in water polo because I don't know how they get... How do you get up that, you know, and how do you kicking jump when you're not jumping hard. You're yeah like, I don't get it
0: it's kicking very hard I was never a sprinter that's that's one event I could never
1: oh no I used to do that anyway thanks for joining us you can follow us on Twitter at onthehorn500 is me Carl G. Bloom is at yes Bjorn McGee check out our website for it and you can also follow Eric Blasman Blazinski he is at Blasman. On the Horn is a production of the Hartford Online Radio Network, LLC, copyright 2016. All rights reserved. We'll see you next week. Just Carl and I, uh, Blasman is taking off. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye.